at quarterback number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how you can throw. Yeah, 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 Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. Everybody, finally a joyous occasion here on six B's and a P. You knew it was coming at some point. The Browns with their first victory of the year, first victory in 11 games, coming in the Battle of Ohio against the Cincinnati Bengals. Browns win 34 to 24 in a fantastic game. Um, in fact, we're going to do something special to celebrate today. We're going to take some calls here on six B's and a P. Through the magic of the internet, even a podcast can take live phone calls. Uh, so if you want to talk about the game, give us a call here in the studio, um, and we'll chat Browns. But once again, big win today, 34-24. to 24. Um, And let's take our first call here. Let's go to Brian from Chicago. Hey, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I just uh, really think the defense came up today, you know, came up big. Had win with that fumble recovery. Hoping big his, fumble recovery there, hoping yeah. Hoping his uh, big ass would make it all the way for a touchdown. <laughs> That'd be incredible. It was unbelievable. And I, you know, I was watching the game with my wife Sherry, and she said, "Is he a guy that's supposed to have to run that much?" And I was like, "No." Yeah. Billy Win was chugging. Definitely not used to running. Um, I also thought, uh, you know. It's been said before on the show, but uh, Joe Hayden showed how missed he was. You know, his return, I think, was, you know, granted he got burned once, but it was a big difference maker, him being there. He also had a pick, and, you know, it's just like like you said before, you know, once you have a big playmaker on the field, it opens up the field for everybody else. You know, like I don't think, you know, Sheldon Brown's made any big plays and then had that pick six today, Mm -hmm. which if he's in, you know, a man-on-man coverage, that's not going to happen. Yeah, totally. I mean, you bring Hayden in, and the thing was, A.J. Green had a really good game. He had two touchdowns, 130 yards, and you know, it was Hayden's first game back in four times, but that energy that he brings, he had an interception, but like like you just said, that frees up then Sheldon Brown, who comes out of nowhere in that one package, grabs a pick six, and literally locked the game down at that point. So, And Joe Hayden makes everyone else better, you know? It's just one of those things. You could tell the defense had a bit of a swagger again, I think. Yeah, I'm also very happy with Gordon. He just seems to get better and better. And uh, also worried about uh, Trent Richardson and his flank injury. Yeah, flank. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Um, but, yeah, my dude's flank is is hurting. So I'm worried about that and concerned about that, too. Hopefully it's nothing too big. Montario Hardesty, though, coming through, right? I mean, he did. all he's either done is fumble or be hurt. So that was it was a nice nice thing to see him get a touchdown there. Yeah, some solid runs, too, you know. just It might be nice to see you sort of mixing it up in the backfield, maybe going with two running backs at times or something. Well, you worry, you know. I mean, I, I do agree with a lot. There's been a lot of criticism that Richardson should have been in on more plays, but – you know, just as with anything, you're using him all the time. It can wear him down, especially as a rookie. And so I think it's best to make sure that he uh, can stay healthy and make this team 11-5, and five, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, Brian, before we let you go, what do you what do you think about next week's game versus the Colts? You know, I think it's a, a team they got a shot against. They're also pretty young. They seem to be in a similar state, you know, with uh, maybe a little more luck <laughs> so far this season. Um, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> But, you know, that's uh... <laughs> that's the one we were looking for. Brian, we'll keep you on the line despite that uh, yeah. terrible pun there. Yep. So, you know, they're a team they got a shot against. So I'm, I'm excited for that. And uh, hopefully the defense can continue and Richardson's okay. And, you know, I think just being in a position to win the game, Whedon didn't make nearly as many mistakes. So I think yeah. if they can keep it keep a lead or keep it close he isn't gonna be forcing stupid things you know it's not no desperation definitely definitely and i think that's where a lot of those interceptions have come and and that was something too you know a lot of drop balls still today there it wasn't all you know i mean ugh. yeah, yeah it, and you know we didn't that's been something going on all year between the interceptions and the desperation things and the drop balls is you know, some of these passes aren't even getting anywhere close to where they're supposed to be. They're just getting chucked up there. A couple deflections he had today, too. But overall, you're right. He plays a lot better when he's not trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thanks, Brian. Appreciate you calling in. Look forward to hearing from you again in the future. And go Browns. Go Browns. All right. Always great to hear from our listeners. You remember Brian Weeby actually on the show a few weeks back. Glad to hear him call in again. Browns win against Bengals 34-24. Huge game by everybody. Three TDs on the offense, three interceptions by the defense. As Brian mentioned there, we talked about my man Big Billy Wynn picking up the huge fumble recovery and almost going all the way. Uh, Let's take a few more calls now, too. We're going to go to Chris from Fairborn. It was a good one.
Yeah, I mean, and that's definitely something to keep in mind. I mean, I know we're one in five, but there is lots of reasons to celebrate there. I mean, the end of an 11 game uh, losing streak. This is, I believe, Pat Shermer's first win versus the AFC North. I think you're right. And I mean, I am not a Pat Shermer fan. And in fact, I had notes in my head for this entire episode about if they lost, how I was going to blame it squarely on Pat Shermer. And I don't give him full credit for this victory either. I think some players, like you said, players stepped up. Hardesty came in and, and had the touchdown and over 50 yards there at the end of the game. And, you know, the defense stepped yeah. up. Hayden got people excited. and Big, big, as, as Brian, our caller from Chicago earlier in the show said, Big ass Billy Wynn picking up that football and running. If only he had managed to get all the way for the touchdown. Yeah, that, that was you know that was a risky move on his part. You know, I I am always an advocate of just fall on it and secure that ball. But hey, he had the hands. Big and big man was ready to run with it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to him. How you feeling about uh, next week's game versus the Colts, Chris? I think t- actually two and four. I think now. Two and four. Yeah, they did. Lo- they lost it. You know, it's, it's a it's a building game for them just as it is for us. Uh, so you know, I think we've got our chances. Um, you know, uh, I look forward to next week. I think it can be an exciting game. It's um, the start of eleven and five, right? such a thing exists my i my wife often jokes when watching the games that she thinks pat Shermer is ordering carry out food and looking at menus so if anything it may just be a pizza order from pat Shermer that blew across the field real fast before i let you go chris did you notice though marvin lewis picked it up took a good look at it for a few minutes Just thinking to yourself, I'm really going to get fired now. I've lost the playbook. <laughs> well, Chris, thanks for calling in. We hope to hear from you again later in the season. Have you on again. And go Browns. All right. Uh, we got another caller here on the line. I, I have here in front of me, we have the, the angry Ohioan here with us. All right, Angry Ohioan, where are you calling in from today? Oh, you know, I'm calling in from Columbus. All right. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not, I've not been listening very long because I don't really give a shit about your show. Okay, but, fair enough. And I really don't give a shit about football either. Okay. But uh, what I do give a shit about is people getting disappointed. Okay, you do like that. Sure, because yeah. someone is someone will be disappointed. Somebody in Ohio is is gonna get disappointed during that game. I, I truly enjoy it. I really angry Ohio and I am very interested in this viewpoint. Um 
Disappointment, pro disappointment. Yeah, sure. What I do know about football is that uh, neither one of the Ohio teams is has been good for a very, very long time. It has been a while. sister podcast sometimes the bear eats you we're glad that disappointment can at least make you watch this football game today oh the angry ohio in there giving a little bit of an outside analysis um one of our favorites from our sister podcast there's sometimes the bear eats you always good to hear from both football fans and non-football fans alike um we're going to take a few more calls in a little bit here but i wanted to go ahead now quick and answer last week's trivia question, and uh, go ahead and give you this week's as well. Uh, last week's trivia question was, which, well, it was seven, which seven NFL franchises have not won an NFL championship? So neither a Super Bowl or a NFL championship pre-Super Bowl days. And I gave you the hint last week that it wasn't any of the teams that have been added recently. So the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Carolina Panthers we're already taken care of out of that seven. So who are those other four teams? And that's two trivia questions in a row, unanswered. So that leads me to believe a few different theories. One is that these are stumping you. They are that hard that you are being stumped by our hard, difficult, challenging trivia questions here on 6Bs and a P. Uh, two, Dave Obenauer is giving other people a chance. Um or three, no one is listening to the show. So it's one of those three options why we've been lucky the past two weeks to stump you, the studio audience, with our trivia questions. The other four franchises that have not won an NFL championship are the Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota Vikings, Atlanta Falcons, and the team the Brown beat, Cincinnati Bengals, have not won an NFL championship either. So those are your seven teams along with the Texans, Jaguars, Panthers, that have not won an NFL championship. We have another great question for you this week, digging through the archives here. And you're going to have to dig deep for this one, I think, too. This would be a question I guarantee my dad knows the answer to this right away. Which Browns defensive back was electrocuted and killed in a construction accident in 1963 after the completion of the 1962 season? So we want to know the name of the Browns defensive back who was electrocuted and killed way back in 1963. Promising Browns player. 
too soon um, tragic tragic accident. Tell us who that is, and you win a Cleveland Browns colored Aqua Bear Legion button. Let's take a few more phone calls before we're done here today. I want to go back to Chicago. We're going to go to Michelle. Go ahead. Uh, did you see the game today, Michelle? I did not see the game today. I was working this afternoon. All right. But you obviously uh, – what? I said it was a bummer because I would have really liked to have seen the Browns win. Um, it was a frustrating day. And then to top it off, I had a lot of coworkers talking shit about the Browns, which – Set me off. <laughs> it's a terrible work environment to be in, especially <laughs> during the Browns' first win of the season. Exactly. And I don't know. I just feel like you should never give the Browns shit because you're just kicking us while we're down. You gotta be positive. Now the you're out was, there. The guy was from Cleveland, too. Which was oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> what are we doing here, people? I was going to ask, since you're out there in Chicago, I mean, I was going to ask if it must have been like somebody from Pittsburgh or, no, God forbid, Baltimore, but Cleveland. Yeah, it it was kind of a pisser. Um, so how do you feel about the Browns in general this season? Are you feeling better after this win? What, what do you think they need to work on? Where, where are you at as a fan? I am. I'm glad to hear that the defense was doing better today because that's been ca- – pretty frustrating i feel like whedon's finally coming into his own and you know getting the confidence he needs but man if we can't stop the offense then you know what the hell good is it exactly and you know last week you would have thought if the browns scored 27 points against the giants they would have won right we, but not enough it was such a heartbreak too because we came out so strong and it was just like oh man is this uh, yeah it was a heartbreaker yeah. last week. Well, Michelle, thanks for calling, and uh, hope you're uh, you know call back up at some point later on in the season. And go Browns, and screw that guy from Cleveland who hates the Browns. Right, go Browns. Go Browns. Thanks for calling. <laughs> All right, we got Dan on the line here calling in from Cleveland Heights. Is that correct, Dan? Hey. Good. Good. How are you? All right. What do you think about today's game? I'm still high off the Browns victory. I agree. This is shows are easier to do when they win. Well, I guess this is not the first easy one in how many games? Eleven. 11. Yeah. Was it the one the losing streak goes back to mid last season? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, it was the, yeah, this would have been 12 if they had lost today. Yeah, well, I, guess, I think that's also some kind of NFL record for a losing streak. It was, it's been a tough one, so it was good to see him pull one through today. Yeah, it seemed like just the start of the same old story. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, I mean, you, get, you worry when you start seeing the deflections and, and Whedon and those balls. I mean, there was the there was uh, against the Giants where it actually deflected back and he caught it and threw it again, um, which you're not allowed to do. <laughs> No, you're not apparently not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. It seemed it, that first drive it was a little worrisome, but he pulled it together. I thought. Yeah, he did. Um, actually, after that first drive, there was like four consecutive three and outs on the Browns. Yeah. That was an awesome play, yeah. But you're, you're right. They turned it up in the third quarter as far as the offense went, too, and I think it timed at the same time with the defense really kind of taking control of the game, too. Yeah, and I think Joe Hayden really, uh, I can't do the today. Yes. Where this team would be, yeah. Three, I think, last week. And we talked. We, we talked about that. Me and uh, Brian Weeby called in earlier, and who's been a guest on the show in the past about how it's not just about how good Joe Hayden might be, but how he makes everyone else better, too. And him being there gives an offense another person to worry about. Um, and you saw that say Sheldon Brown with the big interception, pick six at the end of the game. the game for him at that point. In fact, that was probably, I think, one of the key plays of the whole game. How do you feel about the Colts next week, Dan? Uh, well, they, they lost the 20-3 today, I believe. I yes, they got, by the Jets took him out pretty good. In fact, I had started Reggie Wayne in my fantasy league because he had been doing so good the last couple weeks, and he didn't do so well today. <laughs> I don't know whether that's kind of just uh, the catching up with uh, Andrew Watts. That's true. Breaking it down to Andrew Luck being overhyped, huh? That's true, and now, you know, Sanchez, I think Sanchez, they won, but he didn't really even have that great of a game in there, I don't think either. Well, you know, I think that if our defense plays, they've blown our offense. I mean, I think it's all about getting first down. 
That's correct. And keep moving the ball. And when the Browns go three and out, they go, I mean, they literally, they do it right away. It seems to be that's when the punts are happening. Um, and if they can hold on to the ball and move it a little bit, Whedon seems to be able to control the game and take them down the field. Yeah, they the one who played with him at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah, he had. And I think that was to pick up a first down too. Like he snuck in like eleven yard pass, get the first down. It was a nice play. He did. He had a few catches today too. I know Gordon still was the big one for the day, but yeah, Little had a few catches. He didn't have any last week, so. You know, hopefully someone I like that Gordon's stepping up here, but it would be nice if another one another one of our receivers did as well. Um, yeah. I, I really like Josh Gordon. I think he could be I mean, given the the stick with him, I mean I, I don't really know a whole lot about his uh you know, you know, stats like I think he's a fast guy. It just seems like he looks like he could be a like a you know, a major receiver. He I think so. And this team needs one. I guess I want to talk about Trent Richardson. Sure, go ahead. There's a little bit of a non-factor in the game because Bohar had such a big game on Carolina this week. He did, and so it said Richardson had an injury to his flank. He had, uh, I think, 38 yards or something before he ended up coming out. But Hardesty coming through, though, when he got the nod and getting the touchdown there late in the game. So is this injury something you're worried about? Or... Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, you don't want to lose your, your, your main guy. I mean, I think we all kind of agree Richardson, despite not being too much of a factor today, is pretty fun to watch. But, um, you know, hopefully he's all right. But it was nice to see that in a situation in a game where he wasn't for a little bit that – Hardesty could come in. It was good to see him get that touchdown and play, you know. Yeah, yeah the, the touchdown, and then on the next drive, um, he, had a, he also broke away from the yards as well. Which was, exa- yeah, exactly when they needed to do it, you know, burn some, clock, burn some clock, and he picked up a few first downs. Yeah, I mean, last year, he was terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, might have been last. He had a few there. He was in there too. Both both weeks, he's been used as a receiver as well. Hey, whatever works, man. I mean, he's starting to see glimpses of it. And I was talking to the previous caller about how I was completely ready to, if they lost today's game, go off on a whole. Pat Schirmer is the reason that they're losing these games, but he he called a decent game today, I thought. But you know, they they yeah,
Yeah. I don't Yep. Maybe And it's yeah, it's it, it's interesting you bring that up too because there was a couple drives there where they they settled for field goals where they probably lost some momentum and then also too I mean you got to think that one of those touchdowns was Sheldon Brown's inter- interception and another one was completely set up by Billy Wynn recovering that fumble. Um, so it wasn't just the offense that, you know, was able to, it wasn't Shermer's play calling that necessarily turned the game. No, no, and I, and I feel like that decision to, uh, for me to pass the ball when we were up, when we were up like 34 to 17. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Up the clock a little bit instead of these little dish off passes, yeah. Sure, definitely. Yeah, and, and Brandon Weeden and Josh Gordon, I think, stepping up too. <laughs> All right, great show. Always glad to hear from you. The listeners will have to do that more often. Um, and a trivia question earlier, so if you know the name of the Browns defensive back that was electrocuted and killed way back Browns. in 1963, give us a shout through the comments. You can drop us an email at brian at aquabearlegion.com. And you can also uh, tweet right at me and the show. We are on Twitter at 6B1P. That's the number six. Letter B, number one, letter P. One more segment to get through this week before we wrap up, and that is the Cleveland Browns tweet of the week. And this tweet, you know, one of the reasons I included it is, first of all, because he had an amazing game, but also because I'm not quite sure I understand any of this. So if anyone can offer some guidance here. This tweet says, Whipping up the babies. Hashtag pick stitch. Hashtag TD flow. And then a link to an Instagram picture of... Josh Gordon catching his touchdown today. Pick stitch because there's two of them put together. Two shots of the touchdown from New Browns receiving star, it seems. Josh Gordon picked up in the supplemental draft out of Baylor. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh underscore Gordon XII. So whipping up the babies. Uh, Whatever he wants to call it if he keeps scoring touchdowns. We can call it whatever we like. I like seeing those pictures on Instagram. Um, And speaking of Instagram, that's something we're going to try to get to on next week's show. 
I've been following the Browns on Instagram, quite a few of them, and um, always interesting to see the different things going on. Saw a sweet picture of Phil, Phil Taylor's steak the other day, so a gigantic steak. So next week, look for a quick little segment about some of the interesting things I've seen on Instagram following our beloved Browns. Big win today, one and five, feeling good. You know, I don't think any fan base in the in sports, I'll even say feels as good about a 1-5 team as the Browns do after a victory. We needed that one. Pat Shermer's first victory in the AFC North, obviously still having trouble keeping the plays in his hand, blowing across the field into Marvin Lewis's hands. Uh, But big win for the Browns. Joe Hayden back with a big game. And this week coming up on Sunday, 1 o'clock, you get the Indianapolis Colts, and um, you know who looked pretty tough. Uh, struggled last year, kind of a young team building, as our caller said earlier, in the same way the Browns are. Uh, but they look like they were going strong at the end of this year, and they had a rough game last week. So hopefully the Browns can capitalize. Let's just get 2-5. and five. I know we we know we're going to get to 11-5, and five, but we'll take it one game at a time. Thanks for everyone who called in today. Thanks to all of you who are listening. I'm your host, Brian Costco, here on 6Bs in a P on AquabareLegion.com, your source for force. Ohio Music and Art, and this podcast about the Cleveland Browns. You can find us on Twitter at 6B1P. Send me an email, brian at aquabearlegion.com. And while you're on our site, go ahead and check out some really, really sweet free music and other things from around the state of Ohio. We'll see you guys next week. Go Browns! (laughs) 